do not think you will be here long. He will toss you out as soon as he's finished using you. And then where will you be? I will no longer be working for you. We can both agree on that, she countered. Once he turns you out, maybe you'll be more grateful for honest work. Starvation will humble the most uppity of maids. The venom in those words made Rachel shake her head in wonder. What have I done to make you hate me so? She sniffed. You don't know your place. Could this stem back to the night she'd appeared at Blackmore Hall, frantic because her mother was dying? Did it bother Mrs. Paulson so much that the Earl had overridden her authority when she tried to turn Rachel out? It was no use trying to talk to such a person. Rachel had never met anyone so spiteful. What is it you want? she asked. Mr. Cardiff, the dressmaker, is here. Lord Drayridge had him summoned from the village. Rachel stepped back. And what does that have to do with me? Apparently you are to have one of Lady Catherine's gowns. She'd spoken as if the words tasted bitter on her tongue. But there is a needlewoman on staff who is probably capable of making the alterations. Which is what I told him. She tilted her head back and glared down her blade-like nose. You must have done your part last night to make him want to be so generous. Rachel could have argued that she hadn't done anything immoral. But why bother? Mrs. Paulson would assume the worst no matter what. And with the thoughts going through her head lately, Rachel wasn't sure she was innocent enough to expect anything different. She was beginning to feel as if she might be willing to sacrifice her virtue, to sacrifice almost anything to be part of his life. Where is Mr. Cardiff? she asked. In the drawing room. He has asked that you bring your choice of gowns from Lady Catherine's wardrobe down with you, she said, and stalked out. She was to pick out a gown. That would only make the other servants more jealous than they probably were. They would all feel as if she were putting on airs. And the villagers... Dropping onto the bed, Rachel wondered how to handle this latest development. If she was to entertain the Earl at his bidding, he likely wanted her to be robed in something that reminded him less of her station. But she would always be a poor village girl, and there was no getting around that. A soft knock sounded, and Mary poked her head in before Rachel could even stare. Did you hear? The dressmaker is in the parlour, and he's waiting for Mistress Rachel. I heard him tell Mrs. Paulson so. I know. Paulson just left, but what am I to do? What do you mean? You pick your favourite, of course. She dragged Rachel into the dressing room and opened the armoire. Have you ever seen more fancy gowns than these? Rachel felt so out of place she almost couldn't bring herself to touch Catherine's clothing, let alone select something that would be altered to fit her. I'm happy with my own plain clothes. Get what you can, Mary admonished. You can sell his gifts later if you have need. She pulled a beautiful green velvet frock from the armoire and held it against Rachel. See what this one does for your eyes. I bet you look even prettier in it than the former mistress did. Rachel caught Mary's arm. You knew her, Lady Catherine. Not as well as Rosie did. Rosie was her lady's maid. She went to the abbots after the fire, but she didn't have to be close to get an inkling of what Lady Catherine was like. So, tell me about her. Obviously afraid she might be caught loafing, Mary peeked into the other room. She was spoiled and haughty, threw a tantrum every time something didn't go her way. I don't know of a single servant who liked her. She'd get especially spiteful when she was barred, and she grew barred any time the master wasn't around, because he was the person she loved to torment most. Would you say he cared a great deal for her? 
Rachel knew what Lord Druridge had told her, but she was curious to hear how the servants perceived their relationship. Mary shrugged. What does love matter? It was an arranged marriage, a calculated match. Weren't they ever tender with each other? Mary's expression changed. You cannot fall in love with him, Rachel. You need to listen to me. Mary had already warned her once. I won't. I just... I saw Catherine occasionally on the streets of Cresswell. She was so beautiful. On the outside, maybe. She left the dress in Rachel's hands. You'd better not keep Mr. Cardiff waiting. Rachel rubbed the rich fabric against her cheek. I should choose this one. You sure? She'd probably never have the chance to own something so fine again. Yes, I'm sure. With a smile of thanks.